Welcome, saints and sitters, to the Danger Room, the X-Men Comics Commentary Podcast. My name's Adam. And my name is Jeremy. And we are here to resolve something that we started last episode, which is the Kitty Pride and Wolverine miniseries, issues four through six. Uh, number four, which was on sale November 13th of 1984, with a cover date of February 1985, cover price of 75 cents. This one's titled Rebirth. Yeah, and on the cover of this one... You've got a black background, you've got Wolverine holding up a bow staff, and then you've got Kitty Pride holding up a gold sword, kind of offering it up in sacrifice, it almost looks like. Are you sure it's a bow staff and Wolverine's not just pole dancing? Uh, he might be pole dancing. Let me show you my moves, Kitty. <laughs> this one I learned in Vietnam. Ogun taught me this one. Yeah, and so, of course, this continues on the separation of the front of this book, which, I don't know, is a little less effective than the other books, in my opinion, but whatever. Well, it's it's a theme, and as we said last issue, it's kind of pointless. <laughs> it's a nifty idea. I'll give it that. Well, I, you know, I like that they're doing it consistently. It, it kind of binds all the issues together, which is kind of neat, but thematically, I have it's not very, I don't know what's going I mean, I guess it's dividing up two sides. Well, so far, in my opinion, issue number one worked really well because we we're stepping out of New York and into Tokyo. And episode or issue two worked well because you had Ogun on one side and Kitty on the other side. Uh, these middle issues now seems like well, they're just trying to trying to make the theme continue to work. How are we gonna do this? <laughs> I believe the next one's really cool though, but we'll get there when we get there. We'll get there when we get there. So let's. Where did we leave off? Let's try. Well, uh, Wolverine was stabbed through his heart, probably or a lung at least. Stabbed through the heart, and Katie's to blame. And as you mentioned, this one is, in fact, called Rebirth. It was written by Chris Claremont, colored by Glenn Ween, Al Milgram's the artist, and Ascenti's the editor, Joe Rosen's the letterer, and Heem Shooter is the chief. Just the chief. Just the chief. So far, we've had lies, terror, death, and rebirth. Oh, nice. Single a, words. <laughs> yes. Wasn't that the same way that the um, the Wolverine miniseries was, too? I remember their loss was one of the titles. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, I think one of the titles was, I'm Wolverine. <laughs> I'm the best at what I do, and that, which is what I do, isn't all that nice. Yes. I'm still working yes. on it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, All right. Well, anyway, so a car is racing around a mountaintop. I'm guessing that they're trying to drive to the top of Mount Fuji. What do you think, Adam? It's a very rainy night, and the waves look like in Japanese art. Oh. Those, those perfect Japanese waves. Yeah, yeah. I very unrealistic. <laughs> and it is uh, Yukio driving the car. You got uh, uh, what's-his-face, Daddy Mick Pride in the back, Carmen. Mick Pride. <laughs> Uh, Kitty is in the passenger side. She looks like she's passed out. And then Wolverine is uh, also passed out on the same side of the car as Kitty. He is not in good shape. And Yukio knows it. Carmen is talking. He's all like, where are we going? What are you doing? What's going on? Why is Kitty unconscious? Why is Wolverine? He looks really bad. We need to take him to a hospital. Why won't anybody talk to me? <laughs> Stop driving so fast. 
and Yukio is basically like, we got to get him somewhere or else he dies. She pulls the car over with a scree and grabs him and puts him on the outside the car and says, shut up. <laughs> You're the reason that this whole thing happened, you know, you dumb American. And so she's Wolverine dies. You die. Yeah. So she's pushing him back and forth and left and right. And while that's happening, uh, Kitty uh, phases out of her ropes because she was bound up, I guess. Yeah, because, well, she she and Wolverine were fighting last issue. So they don't know if they can trust Kitty, which would explain why Carmen's so upset. Like, why is his yeah. daughter acting like this? It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, he stabbed Wolverine. She stabbed Wolverine through the heart, which is, you know, they're supposed to be buds. As, She's so, always talking about him. Yeah. He kind of frightens me, but I like him. He's kind of like my weird uncle. <laughs> I guess I would make him like your brother. Never mind. He's, he's kind of like that Ogun guy. <laughs> I've brought that up more than once. So she phases out of her ropes, heads out. Carmen's like, what? Kitty, come back here. What are you doing? Yu-Gi-Oh goes after her thinking to himself, boy, boy, I really didn't account for her mutant metabolism burning her uh, burning the drugs that I gave her out of her system so fast. Right. Well, I mean, Adam, as we established in early X-Men continuity, X-Men mutant physiology uh, allows them to heal a lot faster than a normal human. Just confirming it. <laughs> well, Just in case you forgot. Yep. Well, the confirmation is right here. So it, yeah. it wasn't a fluke. So mutants have faster metabolism. I guess it makes sense. They're always getting into fights and getting beaten up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, I, I buy it. So, yeah, so that it's burnt the drug out of her system, and now she is on the run, and Yukio takes after her. What if that were your only mutant power, where you were a mutant, but you didn't have any powers, you just had the mutant metabolism? I don't I'd know. I'd take it. Yeah, I'd take any mutant power over not having a mutant power. Well, I guess I shouldn't say any mutant power. <laughs> <laughs> There's some bad ones out there. So, yeah, yeah, Yukio's thinking to herself, like, well, she uh, is recovered, but she's only just recovered, so I have a chance of catching her. So as she runs towards Kitty to capture her, she has a little flashback of last issue. when The, ne- the, this, the next few pages are a combination of action moving forward and also a flashback. Right. And that's, it's also though, uh, once the flashback ends, which is three panels, we get a flashback of stuff that we didn't see. Right. It's, uh, so it's not, it's not just a flashback. So you see Kitty stabbing Wolverine. We see Carmen like, oh my God, Kitty, you're a murderer. What have you done? Meanwhile, Yukio tackles Kitty on the side of the mountainside. The, uh, the flashbacks are denoted by extra thick borders. Yeah. So as they're fighting on the mountainside, we see another flashback of Yukio throwing, I think, some drug uh, line spikes or something like that at Kitty. I only had seconds to act. Otherwise, she would have phased. They continue fighting on the mountainside. We see that one of the spikes had struck Kitty in the back. Actually, not just one, but four of them. Yeah. And she... and while they're fighting on the mountainside, Yukio does this thing where she does a jump kick straight over Kitty's head off of the cliff. She says that she's gambling that the wind will pull her back to allow her to kick Kitty in the face, which does work. Yeah. I think Yukio's got some mutant ability going on here. She's got extrasensory perceptions, maybe. I don't know. Of wind. <laughs> she she studied storm. Yeah. And uh, Kitty had fallen on the railroad tracks. Um, it's a little bit more fighting, both on the mountainside and the railroad tracks. And in both uh, the past and the present, Yukio perseveres once again. So. And then uh, it turns out that they have been driving, uh, I guess the next morning, uh, they've been driving to... Uh, Clan Yoshida, uh, home of Mariko. Yeah. 
Which And uh, this is where Wolverine starts taking over the narration. Right. It's where I recovered. During his last trip, that is. I'm Wolverine. <laughs> this is my story now. All the rest of you, shut up. I'm the best at recovering. Carmen's all like, hey, Wolverine, you're alive. I'm so happy. Let me help you. Wolverine, he doesn't want any of Carmen's help, though. Uh, this is also, I kind of got a little confused. Like, I thought that at the end of the Wolverine miniseries, he and Mariko, like, they were done. They were out. They weren't talking. It was over. Uh, at the end of the Wolverine miniseries, they were getting married. Well, right. But then, okay. And they, the, they sent the X-Men there's those cards you're right, saying you're right. that they were getting married. And then uh, Mastermind took over uh, Mariko. Right. And so she broke off the marriage and Wolverine had a solid, uh, single tear. And then once they realized uh, the whole Dark Phoenix thing happened, or I guess not the Dark Phoenix thing, but the, the, the not Dark Phoenix thing, the Madeline Pryor thing happened, uh, they all realized a mastermind was manipulating them. So Wolverine went back and said, hey, we should get married again. And Mariko was like, no, while I was under mind control, I did a lot of bad things and I have to fix them first. And Wolverine was like, darn, girl, you sure are strong and stuff, just <laughs> like me. No wonder I like you. Okay. So they're and not. That, that is a summary of Mariko and Yuki uh, Wolverine's relationship up until now. Okay, so they're not on the outs. No, but they're not getting married. Right. Because okay. Chris Claremont realized I don't know how to work that in. <laughs> how am I going to have my American super, my superhero in America, be married to a woman in Japan? Okay. Well, it's just a this whole series with what happens between him and Mariko in this issue. It seems to me to be a, a big, I don't know, change from what we've previously read. But whatever. Apparently they're buds. They're just not going to get married. Yeah, you know they they he still wants to marry her. So and she still wants to marry him. Right, but but she can't. Honor prevents it. Right, damn girl. <laughs> so Kitty is recuperating in a bed, and she's kind of having some fever dreams about Ogun, the red demon mask, fighting Wolverine, cutting Wolverine. I don't know why Wolverine needs to narrate Kitty's dreams. <laughs> uh, I don't know. He he really just likes to tell people stories. Kitty wakes up. <laughs> I'm pretty up. sure she's dreaming of Ogun, who is both man and demon. She's been both mutant and X-Men like me, and now she's a ninja, the deadliest of killers. That's what I think she's dreaming. I'm probably getting stabbed in that dream, too. Probably. She wakes up and she's like, oh, Logan, I had the most wonderful dream of cupcakes and gingerbread. No, you didn't. No, you didn't, Ogun. darling. <laughs> it was all Ogun. Uh, I don't think so. So yeah, they, they she wakes up after this big nightmare. Wolverine is kind of uh, hanging out over her, leering as it were. He's still very tender, creepily, yes. having been stabbed through the heart. He's very feeble in this first first issue. And Kitty is like, "Wolverine, I missed you. I'm so happy." She gives him a big hug. It's like, "Ugh, ow." <laughs> Oh, where you stabbed me, it really hurts. Wait, what? And she does actually do that. She does, she's she's going through, she's like, oh man, everything that happened last night seemed to be a horrible nightmare. And Wolverine's like, well, it wasn't, it was real. And she's like, oh my God, I, I tried to kill you. When I thrust the blade into your heart, I was so proud, so glad. <laughs> and now she's crying. She's apologizing for being such a baby and just, just for everything. It's okay, I brought sushi. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, he's like, with everything you've been through, you're entitled to a good cry. Now have some breakfast sushi. Mm -mm. She's not hungry, understandably. She hates sushi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like raw fish. Wolverine, he loves it. He's He spends the entire rest of the page just chomping down on this sushi stuff. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> 
I really like rice balls. <laughs> She's like, that looks really yummy. We get a recap of Carmen's uh, relationship with the crime lord, Obian Sh- Sh- Shigematsu. I don't know. Is she it- tells Wolverine that she didn't call the X-Men in because it was a family matter and she wanted to keep it private, especially if it turned out that her father was a real crook, which he did turn out to be. Oh, man. And Wolverine says, don't judge, kid. It's my new nickname for you, kid. <laughs> I've noticed that Colossus calls you Katya, so I'm going to call you Kit. You're cool I- with that? I've always called you Kat- or Kit. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, Wolverine is like, uh, well, how does Ogun fit into all of this? She tells him that he was Shikamatsu's chief goon uh, and said that Kitty had been uh, served as payment for the services rendered. What does that mean, Logan? What does he want from me? And this is where we find out that Ogun had Kitty for the better part of a week. Uh, so that's it took Ogun a week to, to, to tear her down and build her back up. But I think we find out later on that he's just got some ability to do that. Yeah, we learn, we'll learn a little bit, little bit more about that. Wolverine tells Kitty a story about uh, the greatest swordsman in Japanese history, Mia, Miyamoto Musashi. Well, before that, though, he does tell uh, Kitty that Ogun was Logan's sensei. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't know. That might be crucial. Who knows? It might matter. <laughs> but anyways. And the style of this story is very, uh, it reduces a lot of the lines, so it's very cartoony and but the the greatest samurai runs uh, gets is about to cross a bridge when he finds his path blocked by Ogun, and the two of them are like, one of us needs to cross the bridge, so let the better man uh, get out of the way. And they were like, okay, you get out of the way. No, no, you get out of the way. And then they were like, well, then we need to fight over this. Which sounds pretty stupid, but um, it's a parable, both- Adam. It's a parable. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but it's a parable. They both pull their swords and they stare at each other and then they realize that they are equals and they bow and they both go their separate ways never to cross paths again. And don't even, neither of them get where they're going. Well, I mean, the stream doesn't look that deep. I'm sure like they walk away and when each is out of the other's sight, they cross the water. Yep. Pull up there. No, man, they're, they're walking in the opposite directions. They're going back where they came from. I will never go that way. <laughs> I will never encounter that landmass. Right. And uh, Kitty's like, I don't get it. But Wolverine's like, well, you see, each one of them knew that the other was an equal and that a fight would only prove that. So rather than going through that, they just bowed at each other and walked away. And uh, Kitty's like, well, so if you're telling me a story of Ogun, does that mean he's immortal? He can live forever? No one knows for sure. Get dressed, pumpkin. <laughs> Seems like a pretty big detail for me just to gloss over, but yeah, we're going to go outside and... What do you want, Jeremy? I don't have any answers. <laughs> we're going to go tend to the garden. <laughs> so they do. They go outside and Wolverine's like, here's a rake. You got an hour. Do something with it. What do I do? Anything. I'll be back. Oh, all right. So Wolverine, he plops down in his chair and he's got... It's, a, it's not a bow staff, but it's a big walking stick. So that's probably yeah. what he had in the front of the comic book. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. He's uh he's in pain. He's all sweaty, recuperating. Are you totally round the bloody blue bend lover? Says Yukio. It's barely a day since she cut you to ribbons. You're insane to be out of bed. So Wolverine loves Mariko, but can't be with Mariko. So is Yukio just his next best thing? I guess. And is Yukio okay with this? Or she's like, 
any piece of Wolverine I can have, I'll take. Well, I think she's not okay with it, but yeah, any piece of Wolverine she can have, she'll take. <laughs> I think Wolverine's taking advantage of this situation. Yeah. You <laughs> okay. <know. laughs> it's I mean, at least he's honest about it. Yeah, okay. He's like, you can have my body, babe, but not my heart. <laughs> yeah, true enough. Yeah, so Yukio wants him to go rest because uh, his healing factor, even his healing factor needs a chance to rest so it can catch up. He, an hour later, he comes back out to the garden and uh, Kitty has immaculately um, put all the pebbles in a nice path. Well, it's like, a, it's like a meditation garden thing, but it's on a much, much larger scale. So she's she's made all sorts of paths and, and rocky I don't know. She meditated. She spent. She, she didn't realize it, but I think she meditated. Yeah, and she is in fact meditating when uh, Wolverine shows up. Yeah, and uh, she says, "It seemed like the thing to do once I was finished." What do you think of my handiwork? Do shabby. It's like remember what I told you, girl. Look at it. Th- and she realizes that she would have never done this. Yeah, this isn't me. It's. Beautiful. It's perfection. The ideal blends of elements. It's a Zen garden. It's a, a kind of garden a Zen master spends a lifetime crafting. But not a teenager from Chicago. I shouldn't know where to begin. Wolverine, what did Ogun do to me? And here's where we finally get it spelled out. Uh, Wolverine says it's magic or some form of psi powers. He, is, he imprinted his psyche onto yours, created a sort of psychic clone of himself inside your skull. Eventually, it'll overwhelm your personality completely. You'll have the features of Kitty Pride, but you'll be able to You'll be able to mimic her perfectly, but at heart, you'll be Ogun. The process is forbidden knowledge. Only the most gifted or cursed of ninja masters were reputed capable of such things, and that only in legend. But you said Ogun was a figure out of a legend. Yep. yep. <laughs> Kitty wants to go home, talk with Professor Xavier. He's a Super powerful telepath. He could probably fix this. Wolverine says maybe, but let's just not. Ogun will, Ogun will keep coming for you until he gets beaten, no matter even if the professor can get it away from you. So what I'm saying is that you need to confront this on your own. Yep, which is, you know, makes sense. So she, uh, Wolverine presents uh, Kitty with the clan or the what the honor sword of clan yashida forged 800 years ago didn't you say yeah. it was forged by wolverine 800 years ago no no oh. i think i said that it was forged by the same guy that forged the blades in kill bill but i could have been making that <laughs> oh uh, uh, i know we talked about this masa mune guy is like is i believe is I don't know, real or, or some sort of legend or something. Right, right, okay. So she hand, or he hands the sword, the honor sword over to Kitty and says, here you go. She's like, what do I do? And she's like, hold it at arm's length for as long as you can. And it doesn't take her very long before she drops it. But she thinks she's been holding it for a while because she says, how, how many hours? Not even five minutes. You- You're kidding. Nope, I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> What's the point? Uh, to hold it until you're told to stop without effort or strain. There's a lesson in here that she needs to learn. That's impossible! <laughs> it is with that attitude. If that's what you believe, girl, then it will always will be. Give me a break. You're too darn tall and too darn ugly to be Yoda. And with to which it, I say, Hugh Jackman is a very handsome man. Yeah, and tall. He, he, the, the tall part's right. 
Wolverine <laughs> is not happy with that, so he pushes Wolf or Kitty off of a cliff into uh, some water. Well, this is the next day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but the way the panel flows. I think there's another lesson in here. The water looks lovely. The high uh, in the mountains, though it must be bitter cold. And uh, Wolverine's like, yep, why don't you go find out? Pushes her off and she goes, Wolfie! It's freezing! Wolverine rips off his, I don't know, his robe to reveal his bloodied bandaged chest and he jumps in after. After Kitty realizes like, oh, I did that to you? Whoops. Not you. Ogun, using your body. Now swim. Pace me. You got to catch up with me. We're training. That's when we get sort of a training montage. Uh, Kitty continues a uh, day's pass, according to the caption, and Kitty continues to try to hold the sword up, but she just can't do it. Nope. And uh, Wolverine gets a important phone call from Professor Xavier in America. Uh, he doesn't tell Charlie anything. He kind of says, hi, Charlie. Uh, this is a private matter. I'm not telling you why I'm in Japan. I'll so. respect your judgment, Wolverine, for the present. However, there have been some serious developments here involving both the X-Men and your former colleague's Alpha Flight. Storm's got no powers, and uh, James McDonald's dead. What? So those Alpha Flight issues that I covered where uh, Logan goes to visit uh, Heather Hudson? Yeah. They haven't happened yet. Okay. <laughs> Why do you think they felt it necessary to do this here? Is it just because that's... I think it's just a like, Marvel thing. Let's talk about what's going on in the Marvel Universe. But, of course, with the caveat of that is that according to Wolverine and Alpha Flight, he got a call from uh, Alpha Flight's uh, Indian chief member. Well, he may have gotten that phone call also. <laughs> Nothing to say he didn't get two phone calls. I suppose that's true. <laughs> but they, in Alpha Flight, it makes you sound like he was told by that guy. But, you know, that's fine. Well, Wolverine hangs up the phone, throws his little bow aside, goes outside, pops his claws, and howls at the moon. He also popped his claws when he heard about James McDonald Hudson being dead. Well, that's, that's true. That's a guardian of, from Alpha Flight, if you don't know. Snick it. <laughs> Yep, he is not happy. And we get a little backstory, which I don't think we've gotten this backstory yet. Um, I was little more in an animal when Jamie found me. I owe him my life, my humanity. He was like my brother, but he's dead. I, I think this is the first time we're being told that in continuity. Right. Uh, yeah. So if we were to try to fit all this into the puzzle that is Wolverine, is this uh, post-Weapon X when Jamie Hudson found him? Yes. Okay, good. Well, yes-ish. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's always yes-ish when you get to Wolverine. Yeah, because I believe that Alpha Flight eventually becomes retconned to be a part of Weapon X. Oh. But I think now this is post-Weapon X. Well, but Weapon X hasn't been written yet. Right. But I got it. I gotcha. But yeah, in, in chronolo chronology-wise, Weapon X happens before the Hudsons find Wolverine. Got it. I believe he, as he's running around at the end of Weapon X, he's running around in the winter. Um, they're the ones that find him right after that. Kitty. I think. I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. Sounds good enough for me anyways. I'm pretty sure that's how X-Men Origins Wolverine went. Y yes. <laughs> Except that the Hudsons were replaced by... Um, a jacket manufacturing family. Well, you had to give the origin of the jacket. Of course, of course. <laughs> and his love of motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, Kitty heard the news and she's real sorry. Yeah. Changes Especially about kid. Storm. Yeah. 
She was my friend. And, of course, we've got some more Marvel tie-in. There's weird snowy weather in Japan, which is a result of what's going on currently with Thor. Okay, I have a problem with this. Okay. Because doesn't this happen when Storm is on the in Forge's place? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the X-Men don't know where Storm is yet. Well, it's the casket of ancient winters. I assume that this is like a month-long ordeal. So you you think that after the X-Men get Storm back, this is still happening? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, because it better be. Because <laughs> otherwise, you know, the professor's talk about Storm has been ambushed by federal agents. She was struck by some form of energy weapon. He doesn't know any of this until they find Storm again. Well, the professor's got a little touch of precognition. He just doesn't realize it. Or I guess I guess that's a little enough detail that he doesn't actually say we recovered her yet. So maybe maybe he just didn't tell Wolverine that they still don't know where she is. That could be. Draw, yeah, I'll, I'll buy it all. Draw any number of conclusions and they're all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, Wolverine doesn't want to talk about it. So they're, they're running, they're jogging and... Uh, through the snow. Yeah. Casket of ancient winters. It's really cold out. Kitty falls and she's like, help me, Wolverine. Help me up. Give me a hand. No, help yourself. You got two of your own. My ankle's twisted. I'm hurt. No, you're not. <laughs> I tried. I really tried. I'm trying, but I can't go on. I'll freeze here, Logan. I'll die. Your choice, girl. Live or die. Struggle or surrender. Maybe it's better this way. Just close your eyes and go to sleep. A quick, clean finish rather than a life time spent scared stiff that... Ogun will come to claim you. I'm out of here. It isn't fair. Never is. Not for Storm, not for Jamie. What makes you think things would be different for you? I'm running away. Wolverine, please. So Wolverine does run away. Carmen's all like, whoa, whoa, bro, where's my daughter? Not cool. (laughs) Why are Carmen and Yukio just hanging out on the steps? I don't know. Wolverine's like, hey, I'm going to take Kitty for a run. And Carmen's like, all right, I'll be out here waiting for you. In the snow with your I girlfriend. I also wait, says Yukio. With your girlfriend who's not wearing an undershirt. And, uh, well, I can see a lot of your girlfriend's cleavage. Like a lot. <laughs> like all of it. Like there's no cleavage left unseen. What? You know, Carmen says you left her out in the blizzard. Wolverine says she fell. She's fine. She'll either die or get here. Who knows? Uh, Yukio's like, ah, fine. I'll go get the snow cat and we can go... Find your daughter, Carmen. I appreciate the thought, Yukio, but that won't be necessary. She storms inside of the house. Wolverine kind of looks a little bit proud of himself here. Just does a little. Well, I think he's more proud of her. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know. Proud of himself for coming up with the challenge that finally she overcame. She huffs past Wolverine. Hoof. That'd be cool if she phased through Wolverine. And Take not, that. I'm phasing through you. And not only that, uh, she she jumps into the bath. She's like uh, kind of reminiscing about this whole ordeal. And then she's like, all right, well, I'm going to go play with the uh, the sword, the honor sword. She says Wolverine is honing and shaping her for real the way Ogun did with his mind games, except that at every stage, Logan's allowing me the luxury or maybe the responsibility of choice. Ogun forced me. Succeed or ultimately fail, at least I've made the decision to try. Do or do not, there is no try. Oh, no, wait. (laughs) Is that it? Is that the answer? All of those other times, I was making a big effort to hold the sword. Why not simply just do it? There you go. Do or do not. There is no try. Yeah. That's what I think anytime I can't do something. I'm like, well, 
I, the problem is I've been trying to do it and failing. I should just do it. Yeah. And then it doesn't work anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, I find I'm I'm pretty sure that this whole page is Chris Kellermont's in, uh, decision is like, what did I mean by do or do not? There is no try. <laughs> and <coughs> so we find out that uh, her bed hasn't been slept in. She's been here holding the honor sword all night. Uh, Yukio's pretty impressed. How long will you let her go on? She started it. She's earned the privilege of calling it quits. And uh, days go by. The sun comes up. The sun goes down. The moon comes up. Yeah, maybe it's only one day. But anyways, it's 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 at least been 24 hours that she's been holding this sword in front of her. She opens her eyes. She doesn't drop the sword. She realizes something, and she sheathes the sword. She pulls out the sword. She she sneaks into Wolverine's bedroom, pulls out the sword, and thinks to herself, I won, Wolverine, but I've lost as well. Goodbye. And then leaves the sword there. Cut to Agarashima Airport, and she's going to fly back to the X-Men. Yeah. And she hopes that the professor will be able to work one of his miracles on her brain. She said, you were right, Yu-Gi-Oh! I gave it my best shot. That wasn't good enough. Now I know. Or am I just scared? Like, am I just running away like I did when Peter and I broke up? I pretended he didn't hurt. Exist. He hurt me. That was my way of getting back. So what if the X-Men can protect me from Ogre and how do I hide from myself? Well, I'm going to Tokyo instead. <laughs> Never mind. So, yeah, she she apparently bought up. A- plane ticket for the u.s said nah and then bought a ticket for tokyo i mean these these tickets are not cheap you can't buy a ticket like that on the same day of the flight and not pay a premium well she's you know going into her dad's funds she she now has no college fund (laughs) and that's it man that's it for this issue uh next courage the cowardly dog i don't know who that is (laughs) uh this one is as you mentioned, titled Courage, it is from March 1985 on sale December 18th of 1984. A good Christmas presents for the kitties. Uh, still 75 cents. So a couple of things about this issue. Uh, first of all, it's a great cover, mostly. You got Wolverine's head in the background, and then you've got Kitty Pride in a very familiar costume about to do battle against Ogun. Wolverine's claws are behind him, uh, and then the background is all red. Very, I don't know, somewhat iconic. The problem I have is that it really looks like his claws are popping out on his knuckles rather than in between his knuckles. I don't like that. That is a thing that is going to go back and forth for all of Wolverine history. (laughs) So get used to it. It should always be between his knuckles. Um, Depends on your school of thought. No. I think that it should be on the back of his hand. Well, it should, yes, okay, on the back of his hand, but... uh, But you, you mean that the... The claws should be between his knuckles, like positioned. Correct. Positioned between his knuckles, but definitely on the back of his hands, not coming like through his, like the front of his hands or anything. But these look like they're protruding on the back of his hands on top of the knuckle. And I don't like it. I see what you're saying. It doesn't bother me, but. I don't like it, Adam. I I gather. Adam, this, I don't even want to read this issue. All right, we'll skip this one. It looks like a pile of hamburger with Wolverine's claws popping out of it. Doesn't even look like a fist anymore. Look at it. No, I don't see a hamburger. I see a fist. (laughs) I said a pile of hamburger, not hamburgers. Raw hamburger meat. Yeah, I I know what you meant. It doesn't look like hamburger to me. All right, fine. The other thing about this issue is when I was in, I want to say, second grade, uh, I had 
an acquaintance, a second grade acquaintance who had this entire series in his desk. And he's like, you should read Kitty, Pride, and Wolverine. Like he came to class the first day and everybody opened up their desk and you had like uh, a math book. And he was like, I got Kitty, Pride, and Wolverine. This is awesome. I got comic books. No, it was midway through the school year, you know, into the school year anyways. And uh, we got to talking about comic books. I don't know what we were talking about, but he's like, you got to read Kitty, Pride, and Wolverine. So he opened up his his desk. I want to say that I remember that these were all polybagged, but maybe they weren't. I don't remember. Uh, but instead of like lending me issue one to figure out what was going on in the story, he's like, oh, you can't read. You can't have this one. Can't have this one. Can't have this one. He got to this one. He's like, you can read this one. <laughs> so uh, earlier when I, because I didn't realize this until I started reading this, like, man, this is really familiar. Uh, and this is one of the comic books. I, he, he lent it to me for a very long time. And you know, when you're in second, third, fourth, you know, younger grades. Let me guess. You read it and reread it and reread it and reread it. I read it so many times, but without any context or knowing who Kitty Pride or Wolverine was. Like, I think I was convinced for the for the majority of this issue that Wolverine was the bad guy. <laughs> but I was also in second grade, so yeah, yeah, okay. Here's your here's your little anecdote. But anyways, yes. This is definitely the uh, my favorite use of the line down the middle of the um, front cover theme. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the most obvious uh, use. Yeah, well, you know, when they did the first issue, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna have to do this cover at some point." Right. Yeah, so it's a good one. I put this on a shirt. I don't know that I'd put this on a shirt. No, I would, Adam. Okay. <laughs> And this one's by the same creative staff. No, I take it back. Uh, instead of Joe Rosen lettering, Tom Orzakowski's lettering. Good old Tom Orzakowski. I love his letters so much. <laughs> Joe Rosen is a joke. A lettering joke. Now you can see it right there with the boo and the aye. Uh, yeah, I mean, Joe Rosen, oh my God, it would be all crooked. And I kid, Joe, if you're listening to me, I love your letters. <laughs> Yeah, some of the best in the Marvel universe. Every any any letterers listening to this is probably like, oh, what a bunch of jerks. <laughs> Why do these guys always make fun of us? <laughs> Anyways, yeah, no, these guys uh, don't know anything about comics. <laughs> um, yeah, I always. Uh, Letterers are very important. I, I mean, I always wondered why they didn't just type these, but, you know, I guess back in the day, you didn't really have fonts or computers, so you needed some guy who could really do good letters. There's a lot of creativity in lettering. It's 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 limited, but there's there's opportunities. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. There's opportunities and everything. These days, don't computers basically color the comics, too? I... I don't. I, I really don't know. I I, I, always, I feel like sometimes coloring is by like a company now. Yeah. Like com colors by Dream Vision or something like that, and that I assume is just some sort of digital coloring. But hmm. I don't know. What do you think Glennis Ween is doing these days? She's probably still coloring. I'm sure the people from the '80s and and earlier are still getting steady work. That's true. That's a good point. Well, Glennis Ween, if you're out there, why don't you drop us a line? Love to hear from yeah. you. Yeah. We would love to have you color our podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, at the headquarters of Shigematsu Industries, we see a ninja phase through the desk and scare poor Shigematsu. Boo! Aye! A ghost! The man. Now, Kitty is narrating. The man's name is Haiji Shigematsu, the Obian. 
the leader, Godfather. Yeah, Grand You think Lord. he'd be made of sterner stuff? I'm Kitty Pride. This is my story. I'm the best at what I... Oh, wait. <clears throat> I'm the best at what I do. She phases through the desk and she grabs Shikamatsu by the lapels and knocks his chair over and makes a threat and tells him, Leave Carmen Pride alone! Yeah, and and he uh, does not want to leave Carmen Pride alone. No, he agrees. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he's scared. He's he's on his back. I mean, from these panels, he doesn't say anything. It looks like he's dead. So she phases through the wall. She's walking on air. Uh, yeah, she's she's Kitty Pride. She's the best at what she does. She talks about how she's been to the far side of the universe, saved the world twice. Her life's been pretty fun. Does she say her life's been pretty fun? Yeah, mostly my life's been fun. This isn't, though. In fact, all of the scraps I've been in, this is just about the worst. I'm glad it's almost over. It's more of her using Wolverine's terminology. I guess that Wolverine is a pretty addictive character. Well, yeah. He says scraps. I'm going to start seeing scraps and futzers and... <laughs> so she's walking on air, and I guess she loses concentration, and she falls. Uh, and uh, she's falling. She kind of twists and turns and catches herself, so she's still phasing in the air. But she uh, catches herself right in front of a helicopter. Oh, no. And the Tokyo police or Tokyo military, one of the two are like, Oh, a girl, a ninja costume dancing in midair. It's impossible. I'm glad you agree. Kitty does a curtsy and she drops out of sight. And uh, the two Japanese dudes are like, I didn't see nothing. You didn't see nothing. <laughs> Sorry, base. Nothing to report. False alarm. Resuming patrol. So mutants are really kind of on the down low at this point in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Isn't that that girl that was stealing from the ATM the other day? <laughs> she was all over the news. So she falls through a building. She phases through the ground. She phases into a subway. And she phases out of her ninja costume. Yeah, she's phasing into the subway. She's able to, uh, yeah, I don't know, adjust the molecules of her body such that her clothes get left in the, I guess, area between the road and the subway. Yeah, they're like half in the wall or half in the ceiling. Is this new? Has she been able to do this before? Phase out of her clothes? I don't think we've seen her do that, no. Well, like phase out of her clothes to the point where she's got a different outfit underneath. No, we've never seen this before. Okay. And so she heads into, uh, I don't know, a ladies' room maybe, and she applies some eyeliner, uh, mm -hmm. as you do, very thick and heavy, kind of like Dazzler used to wear. It is very Dazzler. And she's like, when I'm done, there's no sign of kitty pride. Anyone looking for her won't give me a second chance. To them, I'm just another local teenager. And she's got a dark blue jacket, dark blue boots, light blue leggings, light blue gloves, and a very long yellow scarf. Isn't there a subculture in Japan of uh, girls who dress kind of... Um exaggeratedly i suppose i don't know what the word is but uh i feel like she just, nobody would even turn ahead if she was in the middle of these uh types of girls i forget there's a name for them i can't remember what they are i have no idea if she, i don't know if she was in a club i could see people being like yep yeah, just a club goer like gwen stefani copped this movement this cultural movement for her hollaback girl video but oh well very sad that you know this. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. So she pops onto a subway. She's looking out the window, and uh, as she passes by, I don't know. Uh, she as the train moves, her her appearance changes from what she looks like today to what she used to look like with kind of a fresh face and 
uh, curly brown hair. She reflects on her ninja abilities and stuff, talking about how she's changing. And then she exhales onto the glass, creating a some condensation where she draws an X. She's- what? Um, that's, people use this uh, colloquialism all the time. She goes to college, meets some guy, has 2.4 kids, live happily ever after. What is the point for? Does that just mean like an infant? Uh, I don't know. I think it means like you have two kids and you're pregnant with your third. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. Because <laughs> I'm trying – I for some reason, I just could not make that connection. And I'm just thinking like – What's wrong with the third kid? (laughs) (laughs) They cut its legs off. It's weird what they do in Japan. And uh, yeah, so she draws an X on the thing on the window uh, in her own conversation, which she turns into a picture of Wolverine. But before that, she's like, I'm not a kitten anymore. Much as I wish differently, I've grown up. I'm a cat. And I like the shadows a whole lot more than the daylight. Shadow cat. I like it. Suits me better than Ariel or Sprite. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay, wow. she convinces herself, Shadowcat is who I am, and this is the life I choose to lead for as long as I last. Then, Wolvie, you'll have to avenge me. Bum, bum, bum. Origin of Shadowcat. Done. In the can, everybody. You heard it here. So, up top in the uh, Yoshida uh, Resort or whatever, Wolverine and Yukio have been doing it. Can't, well, I can't imagine Mariko's happy about that. But I don't think they've been doing it, but yeah, maybe. Well, I feel like he's still healing. Yeah, but she's like, uh, Wolverine, it's freezing. Come to bed, my love, before you catch your death. She comes out. She's all snuggled up on him, grabbing by his chest. So, I mean, they've been sleeping in the same bed. That doesn't necessarily mean they're doing it. But I don't know. I saw his bed in the last issue, and it was it was on the floor, and it did not look like somebody could be sharing it. Well, she could be laying on top of him. Uh, I, in fact, where was she in the bedroom in the last issue? Uh... She gets up earlier than he does, <laughs> makes coffee. I'm just saying that I think it's weird that he and Mariko are in love, but they're waiting for the whole honor thing to iron itself out. But meanwhile, he may not be doing her, but is at least sharing her bed yeah. at Mariko's resort. Or- it is weird. I agree. <laughs> okay. Thank you. That's all I, I want. I don't, I don't like it. And I'm trying to pretend like it's not happening. Adam, it's happening. <laughs> I'm blocking it out. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So they, they have a little conversation. Uh, Wolverine points off at the moon, which I don't know why they decided to scribble in the moon like that. I feel like it symbolizes something, but I don't know what. To me, it kind of looks like a uh, like a uh, like a rooster. You have a really crude drawing of a rooster or a it's cat. Arabic for Jeremy grow up. <laughs> I'm just saying that the moon throughout this issue will have these weird scribbles in them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I suppose it does in the previous panel, too. I don't know why. Anyways, uh, yeah, they're like, hey, the weather, it's really weird. This is supposed to be summer. Damn that Thor and his winter casket. Ugh. See recent issues of Thor for details. I almost want to find what issues of Thor are recent, but I'm not sure how I would even do that. Uh, look, at, look for the ancient winter casket storyline. I guess I would just have to look for Thor issues in uh, March 1985. Yeah. Or that uh, February, March, January. Figure out what those are. Get those. We get another uh, detail of mutant physiology. Wolverine says, you're shivering. Blast it, Yukio. I'm a mutant. My body can handle the cold. So I don't know if he's referring to his mutant power or just all mutants are okay with cold. I think one of those. (laughs) <laughs> Definitely one of those. Charlie Brown comes out. 
And he's all like, good grief. <laughs> Nobody likes me. And that girl out front pulled the football away from me when I tried to kick it. <laughs> I think her name is Lucy. Wolverine, what have you done with my kitty? Where's my daughter? Gone. Where? Why are you interrupting us? I Why is Wolverine so mad at him, at Carmen Bride? Because this is all his fault. I know, but like, I don't know. Wouldn't if if your daughter was missing and you came out and you were like, "Where's my daughter?" Wouldn't wouldn't you uh, be like, "Calm down." Well, Carmen's probably looking at Wolverine like you're supposed to be her teacher. I ain't no teacher. Not not in, not for a couple of years. <laughs> Although that is an interesting quandary. Are the X-Men students or teachers? Because they came in as students. Well, they, as far as I, I mean, like with the original X-Men eventually graduated. Okay. But yeah. I don't think these X-Men ever graduate. Doesn't feel like they've ever attended a class. Yeah. <laughs> Wolverine seems a bit old to attend classes, but who knows? Anyhow, um, Yukio separates them, grabs uh, Carmen again by the scruff of the neck and is like, Leave him alone. Take the hint. Leave us alone while you're still able. We'll we'll go find her. Just... You both know far better than I what that monster can do. Uh, referring to Ogan. Kitty's, uh, Kitty's your... your friend. She's my child. Save her, I beg you. Such paternal solitude rings hollow from the man who delivered her into the demon's hands in the first place. Kitty's the world to me. I'd, I'd die before I'd see her hurt. That won't be necessary. Yukio, let's go. So there's a plane waiting. Probably Mariko's plane. They're going to... Probably do it on Yuki or Mariko's plane, <laughs> just to spite Mariko. In fact, what has Mariko been up to? Well, I'll tell you, Adam. She's been at an upper class Maguro district in, in her, Tokyo. Yeah, in her swanky apartment. She's living with a little girl named Akiko. Remember her? Yeah, we know Akiko. Heck yeah, that's Wolverine's foster daughter. That's the the apparently the girl that Wolverine rescued from the dragon. Well. I guess, who, whose mother died during the dragon thing back in the X-Men. Uh, Wolverine said he would take care of the child. And the way that he chose to do this was to ask Mariko to take care of the child. I can't do this. It's really tough. She's super needy. She's got to be classic, fed like, she's got to be fed like three times a day. Could, could classic you? awesome dad syndrome. <laughs> Uh, I'll send money. <laughs> ah, Wolverine, I love you, but I can't marry you, so I'll father your foster child. Or mother your foster child. She hops in the tub, and they're talking. Uh, yeah, talk a little bit about uh, some some of their culture. She talks about how she's lord of the clan and blah, blah, blah. She's got lots of things Many men do. still look down on women they consider our proper place the home, our role the care of the family, but I am Daimyo, lord of the clan. There is no one to take my place. I must, therefore, dress and act in a certain way. In order to rule effectively, I must have the respect and loyalty of my subordinates. I'd have to do this every day because I'm a woman. And I'm my father's daughter. Uh, i got to prove myself. Tell me about school. <laughs> That's all right. It was wonderful. My best friend is Tamsin. <laughs> um, they hear something and they... They run into the next room to take a look. They're kind of scared. Uh, Akiko calls Mariko Hahasan, which is mother. She called me mother. Happy as that makes me. I must remember it's only been a few months since Akiko is orphaned. See X-Men number 181. That tragedy has left scars. Many subconscious that only time and love can heal. Not Wolverine's love. He's never around. And... <laughs> He doesn't even call. There's somebody lurking in the shadows that we can see. Yeah. But it's not Wolverine, uh, Yukio, or Charlie Brown because they're on an airplane. That's right. Flying. A Yoshida private biz jet. 
Yeah, so Wolverine's got the king, the keys to all of that, which is uh, Clan Yoshida. Yeah, you know, he's he's their honor guard or whatever. He's got the sword. He's yeah. got the keys to the jet. Good point. Was able to scrape up a uh, private uh, pilot as well because Wolverine's not flying the plane. We get a little bit more of uh, Carmen's backstory as he kind of says that when the recession hit, I saw people I'd known my entire life, good, decent, hardworking families being chewed up by forces over which they had no control. I couldn't stand that. I refused to be a part of it. So I and my bank tried to help. And uh, then things got illegal and I kept doing it. But it was for the greater good. I never meant Kitty to get involved. Maybe that's true. In the beginning, you acted with the purest of motives. Good for you. But when things went sour and you signed on with Shigematsu knowing what he was, when the choice was him or disgrace in jail, that choice was to save your own skin. Meh. <laughs> I'm Wolverine. Not quite the best you are at what you do, are you? You're actually pretty bad at it. <laughs> Look at the situation you're in right now. And he's like, what did you expect? That's your daughter. She believed in you. She's not a born cynic like Yukio and me. She figured you were the victim, but you're not. But you let her down. You let her down, pride. All the way. <laughs> Kid figured she had to prove herself that she's free by confronting her demon, Ogun. Face to face, if she's right, he'll probably kill her. If she's wrong, if Ogun takes her again, I will. You rarely Wolverine's, speak of Ogun, my love. Wolverine's going to kill Kitty. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, he's got no choice. That's the way I read it. Yeah. And uh, we get a little backstory about how Ogun taught Wolverine everything. He taught him how to be the best there is at what he did. <laughs> if there's a man alive, I'd have chosen to be a father, a brother, or a best friend. It was him. One of those, not all of them. That would be <laughs> really confusing. Yeah. Despite that, for what he's done to Kitty, you may have to kill him. Or he will me. That's the way it works. So the die is cast, everybody. Somebody's dying. Yeah. So somebody is uh, in the Yashida residence, and they're wearing Ogun's demon mask. So one could assume it's probably Ogun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and whoever it is sneaks up on Mariko. Presumably Mariko, anyways. And slices the blade down on her head. And then it turns out it's Kitty Pride dressed up in uh, oh, Mariko's clothes and wearing a wig. And he scares the crap out of Ogun and phases through him. Yeah, she's doing some phasey ninja tricks, flipping him around. But of course, he's Ogun and he's got years of experience. So he's able to adapt and recuperate to each of these situations. So she, she runs at him with the sword. Wig flies off. He pulls out a couple of sighs and uh, I don't know. Looks like some glass breaks. She he breaks his her sword. Oh, is that what happens? A million pieces, but she can't stop because if she stops even for a second, Ogun will get the advantage. So she faces right through him and uh, has time to throw her robe over his head. Um, she punches him, which punches him, but turns out to be a mistake because he's wearing body armor and it hurts. Hurts like heck. He uses a flash bomb and her his her eyes. Clear almost immediately, but he's gone. So she immediately phases down through the floor, a couple floors, um, and he's in her head. And he's he's saying, you would challenge me, disciple? You're Musami-san. I have no wish to do you harm. It would be akin to hurting myself. You cannot she's phasing all over the place to escape. You cannot escape, Kitty-chan. The penthouse is under complete electronic surveillance. So I don't think this voice is in her head. I think it's just over the loudspeaker. Right. But she... She she comments that his voice seems to be coming from all over. She can't oh. pinpoint it. So 
Uh, then if you will not serve me, Wolverine's foster daughter, Akiko, will take your place. This is playing out like, like some Return of the Jedi here. Yes. No! If you will not serve me, then, sister. <laughs> you have a sister. He starts laughing, and a bow staff, I think, comes out of uh, what seems like nowhere. Yeah, at first I thought it was spikes, but yeah, it's a bow staff. And I don't know if she gets hit or like she's parallel or horizontal does, rather. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Not sure. Very weird. What? But I think he hits her foot. Okay. Yeah, okay. Splendid, he says. I could not have executed that evasion better myself. So she she jumps out of the way. What a crock. Most of my ninja combat abilities came from the psychic template of himself. Ogun imposed on me. They're pretty much gone now. All I have are my own mutant powers and the skills that Wolverine told me. She kicks him. He throws some shuriken at her, and she manages to phase through him. But she has to flinch while they're phasing through her. And at that point, Ogun disappears. So he's he's really got the advantage at this point. Maybe the legends are true. Ogun's supposed to be immortal. Suppose that makes him magic. He could be a real ghost. There I go again with my thoughts. She hears a scream, and so she dives through the floor to get to Mariko. And uh, what's her face? Wolverine's foster daughter, Akiko, make sure that they're okay. But what really happened was this was a trap. The scream was something else. And she has now led Ogun right to Mariko and Akiko. He bursts through the window, throwing shurikens everywhere. Uh, She phases, Kitty phases Mariko and Akiko through the floor, tells them to run when they get to the next floor. Her leg gets hit by one of the shuriken. She oh, wasn't yeah. quite able to phase quick enough. But uh, yep. yeah, she's able to phase both Akiko and Mariko through the floor and says, run, there you go, get out of here. She pulls the shuriken out of her leg. It's got uh, a drug in it, I think. It's an effort. Oh, yeah, probably does. It's an effort to stand. A sniff of the shaken or shaken tells why it's coated with a drug. Be not afraid, disciple. Uh, Ogun shows up. The substance is not fatal. I merely desired to prevent you any further phasing, so she can't phase anymore. I won't give up. As you wish, they crash through a plate glass window onto a window cleaner's scaffolding. Hogan's uh, got her by the throat and he's choking the life on her and he wants to go up to the roof, so he turns a, a little lever and it starts pulling them up towards the roof. They continue fighting as the thing goes upward. Kitty gets in. Kitty keeps missing. Ogan keeps hitting her. So she's kind of losing this battle. But they finally get to the top of the building, and uh, there's more of that stuff in the moon, you can see. Some more scribbles. Oh, yeah. A lot of detail in the moon in this issue. She flips herself up. Ogun comes up around the ledge, and uh, Ogun's like, yield. I'm not going to ask again. She says, no. Insolent pup. How dare you? He says in four different panels. <laughs> He's very angry. And uh, she she's on the ledge. He is. He looks like he wants to push her to her death, but she's able to to get away with that or get away from that. Well, he's he's trying. He's using uh, words in the hopes that he will be able to manipulate her back to under his will. Um, one last chance. So he says, "I offer immortality, power beyond your wildest dreams. Yield to me, my will, Kitty Pride. Let your spirit merge with mine." And she says, "No." And he says, you resisted me. That's not possible. I led the panel where she says no, where his face seems to explode. Yeah, it's all it's all messy. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's not. I imagine that's what the mask actually looks like. Oh, maybe. 
Uh, I just like it because it's it's not really what you would expect when a face explodes. It just looks a little bit more fleshy and I don't know, maybe even a little bit more vulnerable. It's a good depiction. Anyways, yeah. yeah. So she, he's like, well, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm the- not the girl you brainwashed, Ogan. In some, way, in some ways, I'm not even a girl anymore. You have no power over a shadow cat. A what? A what? <laughs> I may be beaten, but I'll never surrender. So Ogan's like, all right, then. Your- Though it breaks my heart, I'm going to chop your head off. Your days are over. And that's when Wolverine shows up and says, I wouldn't do that, bub. If I were you. And so imagine you're in second grade and this is the only issue of the entire story you've read. You you have no idea if this Wolverine guy is a good guy or bad guy. He seems like he could be a good guy, but he's so mean to Carmen and... I don't know. He seems pretty much... I don't, I don't think you could mistake him for a bad guy. Well, he's not necessarily the hero, though, of this. Um, okay, okay. Because he's only featured in like five panels of the entire book. Ogan's Fair clearly enough. the bad guy. And you don't know what's going on with this kitty girl. I don't know. Obviously, in the yeah. context of the five issues, you know what's going on. But in the context of the single issue. This would be a fun issue to have to reread over and over again now because, like, this this was well done action. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah it's easy to follow. It's very action-packed. It never stops moving. It's, it was really – it's a really good – this is a really good example of good action in comics. So we jump over to issue number six. Right. Issue number six. So we got lies, terror, death, rebirth, courage, and the final chapter, honor. And this one was from April 1985, published or on sale January 15th of 1985, 75 cents. I believe it's the same crew. Uh Al Milgram, Tom Ward. Yeah, yeah, it's all the same people. All right. Cover is uh, meh. It's another good use of the line in the middle. I like I, I like this line in the middle of the page. Why? Particularly. What is the line? Oh, I guess it's, all right, it's, it's, it's the sword slicing yeah. through a phased kitty. Right. Eh. So you got Wolverine on one side, stabbing through kitty as she phases. Ogun on the other side, slicing through Kitty. Okay. Um, so you got... It's, it's cool. You got the grudge match, basically, with Kitty in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sure. I like it. I like the last cover better, but... I do too, but I like this one as okay. well. I think it's a good uh, continued use of the theme. So Wolverine is silhouetted in the moonlight. The moon is now not very well detailed. It's just a yellow circle. And uh, he, he is silhouetted, though. His shadow uh, is is uh, uh, covering Kitty and Ogun as he stands there in his classic Wolverine pose and reiterates, I wouldn't do that, bub, if I were you. I know I just said that, but I'm going to say it again. And now uh, Wolverine returns to the narr- narrating. I'm Wolverine. The girl's Kitty Pride, The guy, Ogun. She's a friend. And so long ago was he for tonight. But before tonight's over, one of us is going to die. Maybe two of us, but not three of us. <laughs> so the pupil at last thinks himself the equal of his master. Hmm. Yep. We'll be down. So she jumps a, up there. And a few words. <laughs> and we get the story about the two men who were trying to cross the river. It was, wasn't it Wolverine and Ogun? Is that what they're saying? No, they're saying that like that story, it's happening again. And he's Wolverine's hoping that uh, Ogun will look into Wolverine's eyes and realize that they're equals, but that's not what happens. Instead, Ogun uh, sees that he is he is Wolverine's better, or believes that, anyways, or believes that at least. So he uh, he he leaves Kitty standing and runs towards Wolverine. Wolverine pops his claws and runs towards 
Ogun. They execute a couple of moves, uh, each one missing the other, kind of getting their sword and claws tangled up in one another. I'm the best there is at what I do. Tonight, that isn't good enough. And uh, Ogun is able to draw first blood by cutting Wolverine's forearm with his sword. And he announces it. First blood! I love that movie! favorite Rambo movie! (laughs) (laughs) They drew first blood! Superb, I have you... uh, Superb, as you have become Logan, I will ever be better, says Ogun, as he executes some very goofily drawn ninja moves. Yeah. But yeah, it's well, a, just the just the middle panel. Yeah, it's a like a sidekick, and then a, a flick of the sword, and Wolverine has to kind of evade that. And uh, he he has jumped off and over the ledge of the building. I mean, every, everything up to that clunky ninja kick in the middle has been pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like the way that L. Milgram draws Wolverine's boots. They look like giant reverse cowls, and I'd never noticed that his boots are just his cowl. They're the same spikes, but on his boots. And I kind of hate that. Yeah, but I mean, isn't that how his costume is for the most part? Yeah, but I never noticed it until now. Oh, well. (laughs) Because because Al Milgram accentuates it so much that I couldn't help but notice it. He definitely draws those much, much larger. So yeah, uh, Wolverine's jumped over the ledge. Ogun follows and promises Kitty that he will return. Well, he Wolverine uh, thinks captions says that he he gambles that uh, Ogun will follow him, and if he doesn't, Kitty's as good as dead. Um, but he might not be able to change that anyway, so he takes a chance, and he he's right. Ogun follows Wolverine and does not kill Kitty. I which trust- is good because that would be that would be. That would be unexpected. Yeah. First, I'm going to kill you. Then I'm going to get Wolverine. Okay, you're dead. Now I'm going to get Wolverine. Damn, dead. (laughs) I trust Kitty-chan, you will wait. Fleeing, hiding will no more save you than him. Logan, they're both gone. Darn you, Wolverine. Why did you have to interfere? Meanwhile, at a hospital, Yukio shows up and picks up Mariko and Akiko, which is got to be Oh, it's no hospital. It's the same building. Oh, sorry. You're right. Don't be fooled by the uh, little symbol on the front. That the Red Cross-looking symbol, yeah. <laughs> Carmen's driving the uh, the uh, convertible here. Lady Mariko, we're after Wolverine. My beloved here? Akiko and I haven't seen him, only Kitty Pride. Yeah, your beloved. I've been doing him at your resort. It's kind of weird. <laughs> you're going to want to wash your sheets. Actually, you're going to want to burn them. It's bad. It's really burn bad. The whole, burn the whole place down. <laughs> yeah, don't ever go back there. So they're they're yelling back and forth. They're talking about Shigematsu and kind of what's going on. When Carmen's like, look out! Because a rocket launcher strikes the car. And that's when Shumai shows up. Remember him? The big sumo wrestling bodyguard? What did he do with the rocket launcher? Oh, he dropped it. Oh, I fired my rocket. I'm done. <laughs> my work's done. Oh, shoot. They're still alive? Uh, I only bought one walk rocket. It gladdens me that my little rocket did no harm, Lady Rodin. I want the pleasure of tearing you limb from limb myself. So, yeah. Uh, Kitty, up on the roof, sees all this happening. And she wants to get down there. And she she realizes she can start to phase again. Um, so she she phases through the roof. And she's, gonna, she's planning on walking down the air, but she doesn't. She isn't able to. Nope. She's, she loses her balance. Or she doesn't have her concentration enough. Or the drug is still in her body. But at any rate, she falls. She's really trying to get her concentration so that she can get her phasing back. But then she falls into 
Shumai phasing just in time, which surprises him so much so that Yukio is able to execute a sidekick and knock him over, or at least make Hi, him stumble. Yukio! Bye, Yukio! She continues phasing into the ground. Uh, an entrance after my own heart, Ko Niko-san. Which I assume means kitty. Then Kishi says, anytime, but I'm not a kitten anymore. I'm Shadow Cat. Everybody, I'm Shadow Cat. <laughs> Don't anybody call me Ariel or Sprite. Got it? Shadow Cat. Cat in the shadows, me, me, meow. My lord, kitty, I thought you were dead for sure. How could anyone survive a fall like that? It's your dad. Yeah, I just said, my name's Shadow Cat. <laughs> Can you not hear? Uh, Shadow Cat offers to help. Uh, Yukio fight Shumai. But Yukio says, yeah, I'm fine. I got this. And she knocks Shumai on the ground into the snow. Yeah, it looks like he, she knocks him out. I think so. I think this is the last we'll see of him. And uh, Carmen's like, whoa, kitty, wait, where are you going? Unfinished business. You're gr- and she walks off into the stairs up the, up the, up the side of the building haven't you learned yet dad wolvie's risking everything for me i owe him the same chance meanwhile at a pachinko uh parlor i guess a lot of people are gaming playing the pachinkos wolverine's body comes crashing in hey buddy what are you doing busting up my place and that guy gets looks like he gets slashed yeah ogan jumps in and is like "Ugh, you can't have a gun in here what are you thinking it's japan such weapons are illegal in our land. I'll take this. <coughs> so he grabs the gun, and he's got a sword and a gun, and now he starts shooting at Wolverine, which is kind of weird. The gun goes foom, 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 which is not the sound I would expect from a gun. Well, Wolverine instantly recognizes the foom, foom, foom as a forty-four Magnum. Well, he's looking at the gun, too, so maybe he's very familiar with that gun. Well, he also says, and from the sound of the bullets, they are Teflon-coated armor pierces as deadly as they come. Oh, so that's why it said foom, foom, foom. Luckily for me, my bones are laced with adamantium. They're not made of adamantium, and they're not coated with adamantium. They're laced with adamantium. Yeah, it's official. Strongest metal known on ever. They can't be broken. Here come my claws. Snicked. My cars are forged of the pure stuff, or or so I think. <laughs> they, they might actually not be, but I don't know that yet. They're, I can only assume that they're pure adamantium, because why would they Nobody be? Nobody has claws. Come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm a... It's weird. I'm a man. <laughs> not an animal. So, uh... He jumps uh, at uh, Ogun. Ogun pulls out the forty-four and shoots, and it's no longer making a foom noise. It makes a super loud and long boom noise. Um, he yeah. Gets, he gets shot in the shoulder now. Maybe the maybe it's a different bullet? <laughs> sure, why not? And uh, Wolverine's like, oh, he's faster than ever. He's faster than me. I got to get out of here. Man, he really is the best there is at what he does. <laughs> I should, I'm not. I should really stop saying that. So he's uh, Wolverine's trying to run away, trying to get an elevator to to come, and just 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 like it always is, whenever you need an elevator, not one to be found. Uh, Ogan is about to shoot Wolverine, but he's out of bullets. Empty. The gun was empty. The dog son was just rattling my chains. Work too. I thought it was a gunner. So he takes out a pocket full of shurikens and throws them at Wolverine. But fortunately, Wolverine's now in the elevator and they bounce harmlessly off the elevator doors. Wolverine notes to himself that when he first got to Japan, he was kind of angry at Kitty for how much she had been acting like an amateur. But now he feels like he's the one acting like an amateur. This is the second time he's mentioned that in this in this series. Yeah. 
So Wolverine's in the elevator. Ogan pushes open the doors and slices the cables in the elevator, causing Wolverine to careen towards the ground. The car drops like a runaway rocket. But he's able to the emergency stop. Yeah, he's able to find the emergency stop and rip himself out of the elevator and uh, jump away to freedom. The animal in me wants me to quit. Why make all this effort? No matter what I do, this one the same. Ogan's got me beat. Once I would have listened, thing is, I'm a man now. Too darn stubborn to quit. Meanwhile, at the well, Wolverine makes himself uh, way. He makes his way to the top floor. Um, as good a place as any for a last stand. And we switch our attention over without a dialogue box, which is a little disconcerting. But <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's Mariko and Yukio, and they're like, uh, "Where's Carmen? Where's that fool gone? He has fled. Well, he has gone, but not fled." The place is with him. He could save his own butt from now on. I'm through. Uh, Mariko's like, why are you so harsh? You've been doing my man. You should be relaxed. <laughs> he deserves, lady, precisely what I give him. Nothing. Let's get out of here. We have a safe house to find for you and your stupid butt. Carmen's like, oh, man, I'm jumping to shadows. I shouldn't have left Yukio, but I can't stay there. I'm so scared. Uh, every second I expect to meet a man with a gun. I just wish I could only end the suspense. How could this happen to me? Oh, this is all my fault. And he is headed uh, his way to the U.S. Embassy. He's going to take responsibility. Every action has a consequent consequence, and an honorable man takes responsibility. The choice is simple. I know it's very late, but I'd like to report a crime, he says to the guard. Big pardon, sir? <laughs> yeah. Cut back to Kitty Pride walking across the air. Moon's all screwed up again. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. This moon report was brought to you by Jeremy. I'm going to report every time the moon looks all cruddy. I don't, I just, it just bothers me. I don't know what effect they're going with on the moon. <laughs> Anyways. Kitty uh, makes her way to, uh, I guess, the same building that Wolverine's at currently. Yeah. Her head is pounding and she loses control of her phasing ability and drops and just manages to grab the building and someone pulls her up. Wolvie, is that you? But it's uh, Ogun. Hardly. It's me, Ogun. Best of what I do. You've heard it. And uh, now you're, uh, you're, you, you truly are the perfect uh, choice for my disciple. She gets tossed aside like so much laundry. <laughs> sure. Kitty, what are you doing here? I couldn't go, Wolvie. I'm not sorry. I don't care how mad you are. I just didn't want. Oh, I just didn't want you to die, pumpkin. Out here. Not like this. Wolfie, you're giving up? I'm facing reality. I couldn't beat Ogun when we first met. I can't now. I'm not the best there is at what I do. <laughs> he is. He is the best there is at what I do. That is quite beyond his power. I offer immortality, a place your soul in my care, Catherine, uh, and we shall view eternity together. So Wolverine's offering her the ability to take responsibility. Ogun is res offering her everything. Immortality. Yeah, it's everything. Wolverine's Wolverine like and Ogun face off yet again. And they charge at one another. We get some more fighting. Uh, Ogun stabs Wolverine like through the kidney, it looks like. Yeah, not quite as bad as when Kitty stabbed him through the heart, but still pretty painful, I'm sure. Wolverine he, busts that sword aside, so you have to assume that there's some sword still left in Wolverine. Our eyes meet, our wills cross for the last time. I smile and then go berserk. And this is really kind of suck. <laughs> it looks like Wolverine turns into a werewolf. Well, you know, he goes berserk. Arr! <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, 
have we re- have we seen Wolverine go berserker like this, or is this the first Wolverine goes true berserker? Like he's he's lost his stuff before, but he's no, they never really called it. Well, they still don't call it his berserker rage. No, I'm pretty sure Cyclops or some Storm or somebody like early on in the new Uncanny X Men talked about his berserker rage or oh he's going berserker, but never to what they're trying to say he's doing here which is basically he's he's not a man he's an animal and he goes crazy yeah i feel like this is like this will get repeated from here on out yeah more so than it has been anytime they want to like turn the volume to 11 they'll they'll make wolverine go into a berserker rage uh this is however the first time he's been depicted as a werewolf though yeah i don't see a werewolf he just with his hunch over his shoulders and his arms hanging in front of him it's terrible. Yeah, he's just, you know, he's he's an animal. The next page where he like goes, or not page, but the next panel where he's going after Ogan, that's fine, that's normal. But just this first thing where they're trying to like, this is how Wolverine looks when he goes into his berserker rage. <laughs> it just looks very silly to me. He fights with all his heart and demon soul. But from the last moment our eyes met, we both knew he was beaten. A test of wills was the real battle, and I had won. And we get many, many battle panels where uh, Ogan throws everything he's got at Wolverine, but Wolverine is just unstoppable. He brushes Shuriken off of him. He slams Ogan up against a steel girder, cuts his demon mask off of his face without damaging Ogan's face. And then I guess at this point he comes out of his Berserker Rage, for the for, for the most part anyways. Yeah, it's early usage of the Berserker Rage. He can turn it on and off as he wants. <laughs> Kitty, he's yours. This is the moment you deserve. The moment you've earned. There's the sword. You can kill him if you wish. She doesn't notice I'm speaking Japanese. She moves like quick, silver, lightning, swift, sure, deadly, full of hate. Kitty grabs the sword and swings down at Hogan's head, screaming, She stops just as the blade touches his forehead. And she breaks down, starts crying. She's like, I can't. Couldn't do it. You did that deliberately. You goaded me into an attack. You had to be sure, and so did I. That Kitty wouldn't kill, not ever? Oh, sure, maybe given the need, but not a beaten man, a helpless foe who surrendered. That's Ogun style. An execution like that would have tipped the scales inside you, made you in the fundamental core of your being just like him. He'd have won. It was very close. I wanted to so much, Logan. What if I had? And he sucks his claws back up into his... uh, gloves oh Snacked. so you wouldn't have killed me <laughs> no so, no, so I, she, he would have taken her out yeah I, I i get what you were doing there yeah right but yeah anyway so uh, ogan meanwhile while they're having this heartfelt little conversation grabs the sword that's been dropped picks it up and runs towards kitty and wolverine wolverine notices him at the last second and says pride phase so she does, and uh, Ogan swipes at Kitty, who actually phases through, hits Wolverine in the chest, and Wolverine pops his claws into Ogan's heart, I think. Yeah, he forgot about my bones. His gut only went skin deep. Mine didn't. Oh, Ogan, Sensei, Chiki-san. You knew he'd attack? Immortal Ninja had been beaten. He wasn't the best anymore. He hoped he wouldn't. I respected him. Kitty. I loved him like a son or like a father or a brother. I can't remember. <laughs> Maybe even a best friend, but but some relation. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? A sister, an aunt, grandmother. 
How could I have been so blind not to see what he really was? Or perhaps I was simply afraid. And it was Ogun I feared, or myself. The man hadn't a prayer. It took the animal, the psycho killer, to bring him down. Who's- psycho killer. <laughs> Say, whose victory was this, I wonder? He's dead, but I'm face to face with my true self, he says as he holds up the demon mask. I'm not a man. I'm an animal. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of words that Kitty says, but she's like, yeah. Uh, yeah just as, you know what? You are a man. At the last second when you were doing your whole berserker rage thing, you stopped and you let me do the final blow and a real berserker wouldn't have done that. You... You're, you're more man than you realize, my dear friend. It wasn't only me who won tonight. It was both of us. And then I think the demon mask explodes. Uh, Wolverine crushes it. Oh, he does. Hands. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A lot of red going on here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he drops the mask on top of Ogun's dead body. They uh, put their arms around each other, I guess. And they head Wolverine's off. Wolverine's all limpy. Head off into the moon set. The epilogue here is that... Carmen turns himself in. Goes to jail and uh, uh, exposes Shigematsu. Mariko squared things away with the cops. She's a powerful lady. And from there we learn what happened to Kitty's dad. Uh, yeah, Kitty. Mr. Logan, you survived too. So if he's Mr. Logan, does that mean his first name and last name are Logan? Wait, I feel like we've had this conversation. Yeah, I think we had this when he went through the airport. <laughs> Logan, 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 Logan. Somebody called him Mr. Logan. Yeah, his name is Logan Logan. <laughs> it's what I do best, chum, in that your kid and I are not alike. Does that mean Ogun? Yup. Oh, well. I've been busy dealing with my own Rubicon, turn myself in. Uh, you know, I tried to do the right thing, but it was the wrong thing. And, uh, you know, things will get better. I didn't cut any deals or ask for immunity. There's a fair chance I'll be arrested as soon as I get back to the States. But, oh, well, at least my conscience is clear. I don't know how you feel about that anymore, kitten. Or me. If you hate me, I'll understand. It's no less than I deserve. Oh, Charlie Brown. Sometimes you are so dumb. I'm proud of you. This is my dad. The dope I've loved and believed in my entire life. I'll be darned for real. Uh, Happy ending. This calls for a celebration. I know just the place. Yukio is all like, ah, seeing you with Mariko and Akiko. I'm out of here. <laughs> She's gone. Until next time, Logan. Logan, Logan. Mariko says, she loves you so much. I know. Even though I've been doing her all week, I love you, Mariko-chan. <laughs> My blessing, her curse. Well, young lady, would you like to see, uh, like what you see in your foster father, since, you know, I said to take care of you and I immediately dumped you on this woman? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> it's been quite a while since we last met and you were pretty banged up. You remember me? Don't let him fluster you, Akiko. Wolvi only looks tough. Kitty-san, I've, I've never known anyone like him. Me neither. So they head off to Shapiro's. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Good old Shapiro's. Wolverine comments about how he kind of has a... He All of a sudden, he's a family man, and it takes some getting used to, even though he doesn't hang out with his family at all. Well, he's not married, and do you think he's even legally adopted Akiko? Or is it more of an honor thing? I do. It's a good question. <laughs> Yeah. So, but this is this is the weird part. It's like they're on like a date, and it kind of looks like Mariko kisses him on the cheek. Yeah, uh, it's weird. They should get married. Yeah, they should. She, but you know, once again, she says, "I will not. I will never love another. But I will not. I cannot marry until I've proven myself worthy of you." I know the tone of that voice. Sometimes that flaming woman's as stubborn as me. There's no point in arguing. Her mind's made up. I'll have to live with it and pray she does too. 
That's when she kisses him on the cheek. Mwah. Yep. And uh, so everybody's kind of sitting around there, and it turns out that Shapiro's is an ice cream shop. Yes. Japanese ice cream shop or a American ice cream shop in Japan. One of the two. She's got green ice cream, pink ice cream, and purple ice cream. Yes. Uh, Mariko comments about, I. Uh, Yukio told me everything that Ogun put her through. Do you think a kitty will ever be the same? And Wolverine says, eh, see for yourself. And Kitty's drowning her sorrows in a bowl of ice cream. The process of uh, life is a continual change. Each day we're a little different. She'll never be the same, but her soul is hers. To Kitty, it's like when she was deathly ill as a child. She almost died, but she got better. This is much the same, a sickness that did its damage and moved on, like that tsunami did uh, with Kiko and her family, leaving her free to get on with her life. But, you know, ice cream. (laughs) Spoilers if you haven't read Origin, but this is also Wolverine's origin. What do you mean? Well, he starts out as a sickly little child, too. Oh, well, yeah. But I think that's more for the irony aspect. Oh, I, I, yeah, I know. But it's it's interesting that it's obviously not patterned after this or uh, supposed to remind you of this at all. I just thought it was interesting. So there you have it, folks, in two parts, Kitty Pride and Wolverine. Yeah. What do you think, Adam? Good story? I Yeah, I liked it. I thought it could have been I mean, shorter, but... It wasn't as important feeling as Wolverine, the, the mini, the Wolverine miniseries. Um uh, yeah, I, it's a good it's a good aside. I mean, I'm I'm wondering, you know, was this supposed to be a Wolverine story or was there like the X Men are a hot property? Let's start doing issues with the X Men. Well, I guess I mean we got a Nightcrawler miniseries coming up, so I'm guessing nope, that's what it there's, was. There's a Nightcrawler. There's an Iceman. There's a Beast, which is uh, Beauty and the Beast, starring Dazzler and uh, Beast. So I'm guessing maybe they're like, let's do Kitty Pride, and and uh, uh, Chris Claremont's probably like, I don't know if she can pull a full miniseries off on her own. I think it was I think it was the opposite. I think they were like that Wolverine miniseries did really well. Let's do another one, and Claremont was like, I kind of want to do a Kitty Pride thing. I'm more interested in her, but I'll I guess I can do another Wolverine one. Well, yeah, slap Wolverine in there or Kitty Pride in there, and then work on both of their backstories. So, I mean, for that and what it's actually going to do to the Uncanny X-Men series, uh, I'm appreciative that it exists. I feel like this is less of a Wolverine story than a Kitty Pride story. Oh, I don't think a whole lot of stuff happened to Kitty Pride. A lot of stuff did happen to Kitty Pride. Whereas Wolverine kind of sort of reiterated a lot of the themes of the Wolverine miniseries. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. And we'll see a little bit of this anyways kind of reverberate through the pages of the Uncanny X-Men. That's cool. For the better, in my opinion, because Kitty was kind of becoming, you know, kind of an obnoxious kid. Well, now she's a shadow cat. Does she get a different voice because she's a shadow cat? Yeah, now she's a shadow cat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. It's more shadowy. (laughs) Yeah, I heard. Uh, All right. uh, I'm sure it'll evolve on its own. Yeah, and then when we get to Astonishing X-Men and she's older, she'll have a older Shadow Cat voice. Or actually, it'll sound like this. She won't even be Shadow Cat anymore. She'll just be Kitty. Yeah, yeah. Or Catherine. Catherine. All right. Well, anyways, yeah, so good series. You know, good nowadays, I think she's off with, uh, what's his name, the Star-Lord. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Last, uh, well, spoilers. Last I had seen her, she was in the giant bullet that passed through Earth. Oh, yeah. 
That was a long time ago. Um, yeah. yeah, she got over that. Yeah, well, as as you do in the Marvel universe. I, I could tell you all sorts of stuff, eh, but I'll yeah, get, it's, a, it's all spoilers. I'll get to it when I get to it. And I'm not even sure where she really is right now. Anything else, Adam? No sorry, Bob. Well, then, until next time, my name is Jeremy. My name's Adam. And the danger room is closed. Something tells me I'm into something good. Something tells me I'm into something good. Something tells me I'm into something good.